Mike Dell's World, number 183, September 14th, 2011. How about sharing one more coconut cream pie? How about skinny dipping down by the shore? How about spending more time repairing the minnow? Who packs brandy or gowns on a three-hour tour? You're listening to Mike on Mike Dell's World Podcast.
And hello and welcome to Mike Dell's World. Kicking it old style, I guess. Uh, playing goofy music and all that like I used to do back in the Benzoid Report days. But <laughs> just kind of one of those days, so I figured I would do a podcast. Uh, kind of got an extra hour of time here that I wasn't expecting. I, uh, I don't know if I told you guys, I started taking a couple college classes. So on Mondays and Wednesdays. I have a morning class, it's math, it's a uh, prerequisite to uh, some business and marketing courses I need, so I have to take elementary algebra again. I've taken it before, not at this college, but uh, they wouldn't, well put it this way, they tested me and uh, apparently I forgot a lot, so <laughs> anyway, I have to take this before I can do any of the business and marketing stuff that uh, requires math. Which is fine. It's it's a good exercise in uh, getting back into the school thing. I hadn't been in a classroom in 25 years to speak of, other than to speak or lead a class or uh, attend a seminar or something. But I've not been in an academic classroom since I uh, got out of uh, school there in the Air Force. Uh, I went to uh, was it Emory Riddle. Aeronautical University, uh, remote classes and all that. But anyway, it's not uh, too uh, important. By the way, that song there is uh, called Thank You Gilligan. It's from the Funny Music Project. And uh, let's see if I can find what uh, group it was over there that did that. Uh, Money Shot Cosmonauts. Yeah, I think we played some of their stuff before, but uh, anyway, yeah, that's what we need is a Gilligan convention, kind of like the Star Trek conventions. Anyway, if you uh, grew up in the 60s and 70s like I did, or uh, or maybe watched a lot of reruns when you were a kid, whenever that was, I'm sure you're familiar with Gilligan's Island. That's kind of the... Uh, Forerunner of Survivor. No, not really, but uh, I guess the premise is a little bit the same. And uh, anyway, pretty cool song. And I've got a couple other goofy songs here to uh, play and a few other things to talk about. But anyway, get back to the school thing. I uh, had to miss Monday because my wife was having some minor surgery. Or so we thought, so uh, we were all set to do that, and uh, anyway, the surgeon fell over and uh, dislocated his shoulder, so uh, that was delayed, but anyway, I did end up missing my math class on Monday, and then uh, today I went in there figuring, oh geez, you because know, I had a pile of homework, plus you know, emailed me all the homework assignments for today, I spent about seven hours yesterday uh, working problems. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Seven hours? (laughs) Anyway, I got to learn to uh, not cut it so close and kind of spread that out over time. He didn't give us any today. But uh, today was a test, which is good that I did all that homework because I think I breezed right through the test. But, you know, it's normally a two-hour class and I got out in about 40 minutes. So once you were done with the test, you were good to go. So I figured what a better thing to do than to come do a podcast. So it was funny, I uh, was in the car 
and I recorded about 15 minutes of podcast, or so I thought. I had uh, my portable recorder, and the trick with that portable recorder is you hit record once, and that's uh, just audition, or not the program audition, but the, uh, you know, you can see the meters and make sure your audio levels are good, and if you got headphones plugged in, you can hear yourself and all that, then you hit record again, and it actually records, well, eh. I forgot to hit record the second time, so here's uh, 15 or 20 minutes of podcasts that are lost to the bit bucket. Actually, it never made it into the bit bucket, kind of missed. Kind of poor aim, maybe. So let's see what else has been happening in my world. I uh, think I might have told you guys that I picked up a, an old moped uh, back when I was a kid. I had a Solex moped. I think I've talked about this before, but I'm going to go through it real quick. I had a Solex moped. It's one of those uh, French uh, mopeds, and it was actually a, you know, had regular pedals like a bicycle, so you could uh, hook the engine up off the front wheel, and it was a front engine. Hook the engine up off the front wheel and pedal it around like a bicycle, or you know, get get you know, pedaling and then drop the engine down onto the front wheel, and that'll start the engine, and and the engine would go and you could go uh, 10 or 20 miles an hour. There was no real in-between. The throttle, you know, it had a twist grip throttle, but it only moved just a little bit. And, you know, at what you would consider idle, the thing would still go 10 miles an hour. If you maxed it out, it would only do about 20. Well, anyway, uh, that was a 1974 or 75 model moped. And uh, in the meantime, Honda had came out with a couple of mopeds, one called the Hobbit, which actually had pedals and a little 50cc two-stroke engine down in the, down in the uh, bottom there under the pedals or behind the pedals or in front of the, I don't know how it does all work. But anyway, they had the Honda Hobbit with pedals, and then they made another version of the Hobbit called the Express, which was considered a moped but it was really a no ped because it didn't have the pedals it was just just had foot pegs but it had the same engine and drive line of the the hobbit so anyway i bought one of those a 1977 honda express and i got it pretty cheap went down to grand haven to pick it up found it on craigslist and I've been spending, you know, my little bit of free time there uh, tinkering in the garage on that and uh, got got it figured out that I needed a carburetor. It would start, run for a second, and go, Bleh. then it would start, run for a second, and just die. So I bought the uh, carburetor repair kit and uh, got a, a new throttle cable and, and uh, all that off of Craig's or off of uh, eBay, which also came with a whole carburetor intake, reads the whole works for the uh, intake. Well, I fiddled around with that old carburetor, could never get it quite right. It had had an air leak, I guess. But anyway, I got that. Uh, uh, got got to the point where I thought, well, maybe I'll try that old carburetor. So I just slapped it on, just as it came out of the box. I didn't take it apart, didn't clean it, didn't didn't do nothing. Put it on there. Uh, you know, kicked it over a few times and made sure I had some gas in the float bowl. And anyway, turned the ignition on and boom, it took right off. And it would run. 
And, you know, got the carburetor adjusted the way it's supposed to be, let it warm up, do all that, and uh, took off on it, and uh, it would get up to about 23 miles an hour, which is pretty good for as old as it is, because it's only supposed to go 25, and I'm probably a little heavier than the uh, Honda standard person in the uh, manual that they're talking about, but (laughs) anyway... I got to get it to go 25. Well, you know, as long as I held the throttle wide open, it'd go 25. Let up on the throttle to stop at a stop sign, then take off again, it would do 20. Then come up to another stop sign, take off, it'd do 15. Then it would sit there and do 15. That was it. Totally, you know, but it just wouldn't rev up. And I knew it had something to do with the carburetor, so took the carburetor all apart, cleaned it all out, took the muffler off, cleaned all the gook out of the muffler. It's a... Uh, two-stroke engine two strokes tend to build up carbon on the on the exhaust so i cleaned the exhaust and cleaned the exhaust port on the cylinder and you know took a blowtorch to the to the muffler and got all the dried carbon out of there and you know got that all freed up and put it all back together put the carburetor all back together thought i had everything going just peachy wonderful Take off. Oh, yeah, it's going 22, 23 miles an hour. Yeah, it's good. It's revving up. Stop, stoplight. You know, it start bogging. And then, you know, by the time I get back around to home, after going about four blocks, it would uh, be back to doing between 10 and 15. And then it just wouldn't rev. I couldn't figure it out. And I mean, I was adjusting this, adjusting that, fiddling around, trying to get it going. And and then, uh, Called a, a guy that uh, was advertising on Craigslist that he fixes mopeds. So he came over and he tore it all apart, tore the carburetor all apart, cleaned it again, put it all back together, fiddled with the idle. And he got it to where, you know, if you turned the idle up a little bit, that it wouldn't bog like that after, you know, right away. Uh, then it would go, you'd get about a mile away, you know, go for about a mile and then it would bog, you know, but he just test wrote, yeah, yeah, I think it's fixed and took off. And, you know, of course, I took it out, get about a mile down the road, and it's bogging again. What the heck? So I had my little uh, screwdriver with me, and I thought, well, adjust that idle a little bit. So I fiddled with that idle adjustment, started it back up, took off, and back up to, you know, 22, 23, 24, whatever, you know, above 20. That's the goal. It's a moped. I mean, it's not supposed to go 50. I guess you can modify them, which I might do next year just for fun. But anyway... Long story short, or long story uh, cut off after it's already been on too long, I figured it must have something to do with that idle adjustment screw because there's a little uh, seal on the end and a little needle valve that uh, goes into the idle circuit in the carburetor. And and by the way, I knew nothing about carburetors before I started, and uh, now I've got the basic idea. (laughs) And anyway... So I thought, well, what the heck, I'll take the idle screw out of the old carburetor, put it in the new carburetor. And voila, that did it. So now the thing is fully functional. It'll do 22, 23. I put a new battery in it. The only thing I need is a headlight bulb and a taillight bulb, which uh, the headlight bulb's rather expensive. So I don't know what I'm going to do there, but uh, the taillight bulb is, uh, is easy to find. It's a six-volt system. And I put a new key lock on it because the guy that had it before me lost the key. So uh, he had it hot-wired. So all you needed was the, the little kill switch on the handlebar. 
And I need to buy a couple of mirrors for it. Whoever had it uh, prior took off the mirrors. So yeah, got a couple of things I got to get on eBay to uh, get that going. But uh, kind of cool. Gets about uh, 90 miles to the gallon, according to everything I've read. I've not put a whole tank of gas through it yet. It's got oil injection, so you don't have to pre-mix the gas. Just got to make sure you keep the oil tank full. And it's just kind of kind of cool, kind of a blast from the past. I said I remember riding that uh, Solex moped just all over the place. And this thing, you know, since now I'm living uh, in town, or really close to town, and it's all pretty flat around here, that'll uh, do me just fine. Of course, now it's starting to get cold. Monday we had 90 degrees and uh, as a high, and, and yesterday we were in the 60s. And uh, right now it's 56 at uh, a little past noon. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to fall weather in northern Michigan. It's supposed to be back into the 70s uh, later in the week. but And, you know, as long as there's no snow on the ground. I actually did hear the, the S word in the weather forecast this morning, that there's a slight possibility of snow in the higher elevations in the middle of the state uh, tonight, maybe tomorrow night. But then, like I said, it's supposed to warm back up a bit. Leaves ha haven't hardly turned colors yet for fall. Uh, our yard, of course, we're you know we're in town here next to the lake. I mean, we're what do I always say? Six hundred yards from Lake Michigan. Uh, that kind of tempers our weather. We kind of got a microclimate around here where it's usually four or five degrees warmer than the surrounding area, at least until uh, midwinter. And uh, that also keeps the trees from turning as soon as they do in the surrounding area. I was out to the Lake Ann house yesterday. And there's a bit more color on the trees, but they're still predominantly green. So anyway, enough of me babbling about the weather. I'm going to play another uh, another uh, song here. Uh, this one uh, is another one from the Fump. Why not keep tradition going? <laughs> anyway, we'll see you on the other side. I really like the internet, you really like it too, I bet. It's like a gift that came down from above. It gives you music, gives you fun, and if you are a lucky one, it hooks you up with someone you can love. I hit a site by accident, I did not know where I had been, but what I saw, they dropped me to my knees. A ton of beauties on display, and more arriving every day, and everyone a supersizing tease. People of Walmart, your ladies have stole my heart. One's up and run so big that I cannot figure out where to start. Favorite store, somebody takes the picture for the world to look at, stick a smile and laugh. Times are flabby, flat galore, including from a goodwill store, but let me say a word on their behalf. It takes a lot of nerve to look and dress like you deserve to be the designated queen of trailer trash. With pants that ride so low and back, you're showing miles and miles of crack, your fishnet tops and mohawks are smashed. People of Walmart, your ladies have stole my heart. Get so carried away Like bags of potato chips In a shopping cart I wish I could be so confident To wear what I want Wherever I went 
never watch my weight, never exercise. Wear short, short pants that show my So big and bold and fancy free and revel in the freedom you embrace. Eat ice cream morning, noon and night and dress in clothing way too tight and then put on a happy smile of face. Get out to do your shopping with your belts and buttons popping. Live better, you're unfettered, yes you are. The reader doesn't bat an eye, he's glad to see you, so am I. Now smile for the camera, you're a star. People of Walmart, your ladies have stole my heart. If one could fit in my life, I'd never my wife and we would never part. You know me. I'm not a serial killer, but I play one on TV. And I have some important news. Nine out of ten serial killers surveyed prefer one simple little green pill to help them keep a grip on their fragile psyches. Insanitrol. Sometimes when your tinfoil hat stops keeping out the mind control rays, or one of those secret FBI black helicopters flies over, or when you hear the neighbors having sex, those voices in your head start shouting until you just don't know what to do. That's when you need Insanitrol. Think of it as a moderator for your voices. With Insanitrol, each voice gets a five-minute statement, followed by a one-minute rebuttal. And with new Insanitrol Plus, your family or your hostages can submit audience questions. The best part is, when it's time to misbehave, just stop taking it. Insanitrol gives you a smooth finish, no sleepy hangover, and most users will find they even get a little boost. Just enough to get you over the top. In three convenient strengths, disgruntled, wingnut, and batshit loco. Ask your doctor if Insanitrol is right for you. Better yet, do what's worked for you all your life and self-medicate. Your voices will thank you. Insanitrol is not for those already confined to a mental institution. Stop taking Insanitrol if you feel symptoms of rationality, reasonableness, or common sense. Commonly reported side effects include erectile dysfunction and a persistent itching just behind your eyes. Insanitrol and new Insanitrol Plus, now in children's strength for potential school shooters. Look for a free sample of Insanitrol in October's Rifles and Ammo magazine on your newsstand now. I said this, now. Do it. This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network. Find other fine podcasts at www.blubrry.com. That's Blueberry with no E's. And that was uh, that was Keith there uh, with the blueberry announcement. And before that was uh, Wayne Kaiser, the Insa- Insanitrol commercial. And then we played the People of Walmart. And that was by, hang on, I will find that here. And I'll put all this uh, in the show notes uh, at MikeDell.com. And... I can't find can't find the name of that uh, group that did the uh, 
Did that song, the people of Walmart. Hmm. Oh well, I'll figure it out. Okay, well, I guess it's not. Oh, there we go. It's by Jesse Smith. <laughs> They're over at the, the Funny Music Project. And like I said, links in the show notes. Or should I say in the post that contains this episode of Mike Dell's World. Anyway, hey, a friend of mine, John Martin, uh, for ham radio call, KF8KK. Uh, he's the co-host of the ham radio pod classes that we did uh, back in the beginning of the podcasting world. And then a couple times we uh, redid them and did a general version and part of an extra version for uh, you know, different ham radio licenses. Anyway, my co-host John Martin has finally came out with his personal podcast. And even though you're not, even though you may not be interested in uh, the subject, he's uh, calling it the Broadcast Engineer Podcast at thebroadcastengineer.com. Even though you may not be interested in that, I'm sure he'll have a lot of interesting tidbits of stuff and uh, technology and geekery and and whatnot. Uh, he put out his first episode last night, and sounds pretty good. Uh, you know, he's got uh, he's got to uh, you know keep at it, and he will. I think uh, encouraging him. So yeah, go over there and check that out. Thebroadcastengineer.com. I don't know if he's got an RSS link there to subscribe, but uh, I can give you the uh, URL if you want to write it down. I'll put a link in the show notes to the RSS feed for that also. And uh, it should be in iTunes fairly soon, so look for The Broadcast Engineer in iTunes. But, uh, hey, I'll go ahead and say it out loud. It'd be thebroadcastengineer.com slash feed slash podcast. <laughs> There we go. Anyway, uh, you might want to go check him out. Uh, he's definitely a, a funny guy and can uh, make technology uh, sound more down to earth. Uh, I don't know if that's what he's going to do exactly in this, but it uh, should be pretty cool. He's going for at least bi-weekly, but maybe weekly, 20 or so minutes at a time, just audio. And uh, like I said, I listened to his first episode, and not bad for a first episode. That's, uh, you know, your first episode always, always sounds like your first episode. <laughs> yeah, unless you're a veteran podcaster like me, and then all of my episodes sound like first episodes. But <laughs> oh, anyway, and speaking of uh, podcasting, a little navel-gazing here. Been uh, working on re-establishing the studio here, remodeling, I guess, would be the better way of doing it. I want to do it right this time. Because, uh, you know, bef before, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm talking about setting up for video also. So, uh, I've got a green screen and a, and a professional lighting kit that I'm going to be setting up as soon as I get this desk moved across the room and put up some shelves above where the desk will be up against the wall so I can have my uh, television up there and uh, a few other gizmos and gadgets in front of me. Because as it sits right now, I've got everything kind of in a U-shaped um, with the computer and three monitors hooked to the computer. Yeah, how cool is that? And then off to the side, I've got my mixer and compressor, limiter, gate, and all my ham radio stuff. 
And then behind me, I've got a uh, another computer and a server. Or, well, the other computer is the server. It's basically just a print and file server. Old Windows machine, but uh, it's got lots of hard drive space and connects everything together nicely. So the whole plan is, is I'm going to move this desk up against the wall at the far end of the room and then put the shelf above it so that I can have the server monitor up in front of me above the main monitor and the TV, you know, over in the corner. And then I've got a Bose wave radio that I use for, you know, just music. And I got the computer hooked into it so I can listen to podcasts using that as speakers. Because I either use that or the internal speakers on the uh, iMac here. I don't have a super duper speaker set up here because that Bose wave radio does a really awesome job. It's one of those little clock radio things, but it sounds like you got a room full of speakers. Not super loud, but very good sounding. So anyway, I'm going to have that over at one end of the room. And then uh, have the mixer console and, and all that off to my right, right next to me, just kind of in the same position it is now, but that's going to place it in between where the green screen is and where the desk is. So then I'm going to put the green screen on the wall and, you know, get the light set up. And I'm going to have a bar stool there. I got to find the right height of a bar stool, but that's where I'd be sitting. And then I've got a, a little cocktail table. That's a little higher, and that's where the uh, laptop's going to go. So uh, if I want to do a podcast and have a laptop in front of me, that's uh, where I would do it. And uh, that will work for at least, uh, well, let's say, uh, you know, for the Geek of the North podcast, the uh, Aviation History This Week, those two I want to continue with the video version. I don't have a video version of Aviation History this week yet, but I do plan on putting one because the way I'm going to do it is I'll have like kind of a virtual set behind me, you know, generated with a green screen and it'll have a little uh, simulated uh, TV screen behind me and that way I can put up pictures of what I'm talking about, you know, when I'm talking about some old airplane in the Aviation History podcast, I'll have a picture of it over my left shoulder or right shoulder or however I do that or in front of me or however I'm going to do that. I don't know. There's uh, all kinds of virtual sets you can do. So I'm learning how to do that. And same thing with Geek of the North. When I'm talking about a subject, I can have a relevant picture there above my shoulder. That way it's a little bit, little bit more interesting than just watching me talk into a microphone. And, of course, I'll have the nice lower thirds and all that. Uh, all that's going to be done in post-production, so I figure I'll record the audio and video together, and uh, the audio will come out immediately, and the video will come out probably the next day, uh, I'm guessing. And I'll also put that up on the YouTube channel. I also want to do some YouTube-only videos. And, uh, of course, I've got the video channel for Mike Dell's World, uh, and that's, uh, I don't know, you can find that over at MikeDell.com. There's a video feed there, which I just put random videos in. I'm not going to record, you know, myself recording this audio podcast because this is an audio podcast and that's the way it should be. So I'll record the uh, this audio podcast same way as I record the uh, other audio podcasts. I also have another podcast coming, uh, RetroTech.tv. 
or retrotechpodcast.com. I've got both those domains, and uh, really there's nothing there yet, but there will be. And uh, once I get that up and running, I'm going to have interviews. So this is gonna, that's going to be an audio only. And even though I got the .tv, I might have uh, some videos that will be different than the audio on that, but those won't be scheduled in any way. So if you know anybody that uh, wants to uh, be interviewed, or if you want to be interviewed for RetroTech, the RetroTech podcast, uh, you know, we're going to talk about old stuff, uh, old technology. You know, like, do you remember party line telephones? Do you remember the old rotary dial phones before there were push-button phones? Uh, do you remember your first cell phone? You know, maybe it was in a bag or maybe it was permanently wired to your car. Or do you remember car phones before there were it was cellular when the old you know you had to pick up the phone and and uh, the operator would answer and she'd connect her call or he you know depending on who it was. <clears throat> or do you remember old uh, you know old cars uh, old you know it's just gonna be retro anything that's sort of technology related and uh, you know talk about how it was in the good old days you know all of us uh, gray haired. Uh, People can talk about that stuff, or even if you're younger than that, and uh, you know the old uh, the old uh, 286 that your dad had was uh, was your retro tech. We can talk about that. We're gonna have little interviews. It's gonna be you know probably a 15 20 minute interview uh, about a particular subject. Uh, some of them I've got lined up already. Is uh, gonna talk about old video consoles. Uh, I think I had the uh, oldest one that I can ever remember uh, called the Odyssey. Or was it Omni? I don't even remember now. But anyway, this, this one was uh, not even digital. It was all uh, done with with uh, actual switches and rheostats and whatever. And it was basically Pong <laughs> on your uh, TV screen. And they had these little uh, plastic overlays that stuck to the TV because of the static so it would just hold it on the TV and one of them looked like a tennis court, one looked like a hockey rink, one looked like this, one looked like that and it was it was quite uh, quite the ingenious little thing and the control box was I don't know about eh, I don't know 6 inches by 6 inches by 4 inches tall or something it was some big honking thing with knobs and switches on it <laughs> but we thought that was great but anyway, I have a lot more about that uh, when I uh, interview the person who's going to talk about the old game consoles. So I want to get a bunch of those in the can before I launch, because I'd like to try to keep that to a weekly schedule too, but I'd like to get a little bit ahead. The nice thing about that one is it's going to be a, more of a long tail podcast, uh, meaning that, you know, you listen to the first episode five years from now, it'll be just as relevant as it was uh, when it first came out, where some of those, like, uh, Geek of the North, uh, you know, the stuff on that's relative, or relatively uh, fast-moving, and it's kind of out of date pretty quick. I guess this is, too, this is just, like I said, sort of about what I'm thinking about, and plus a little bit of goofy music sometimes. Not always, as you know. If you've been listening a long time, these things don't really have a format. I sort of follow the, the format sometimes when I'm doing these music things, but a lot of times it's just me blabbing. 
And uh, let's see. I guess that's all uh, talk about with the podcast stuff. Uh, the business is going fairly okay. Um, it's ramping up a bit. Uh, at least I got some stuff lined up for uh, future growth. Uh, it's good there, you know, because I wasn't really planning on getting it too ramped up uh, before winter. But uh, got a few more leads and a few more opportunities. And uh, so that's going well. So self-employment is treating me rather well so far. I uh, definitely enjoy the time freedom, although it seemed to stay busy. That's the funny thing. I don't know how I would have time to, to pull off a full-time job anymore if I kept keep doing what I'm doing. So got to uh, get it to make more money. But uh, that'll come in time. And like I've... Uh, said before with this podcast every once in a while i'll throw a sponsor in uh, if uh, the deal's right but for the most part this will be sponsor free but the other ones i, I do want to have sponsors uh you know i don't want to have to charge for podcasts and besides who would pay for one or who would pay for mine anyway but uh yeah, i digress oh well time for one more uh song oh i and the song kind of goes along with uh, the little news story. You heard that uh, the the special election to replace Anthony Weiner in New, New York, I guess it was Queens and Brooklyn, or parts of Queens and Brooklyn uh, district for the House of Representatives. Anyway, the guy uh, named Taylor, I believe, won. It's a Republican. First time they sent a Republican to Congress from that district or from that area since uh, the 20s. So uh, I don't know what that says about politics. I, I won't get into politics right now, but uh, anyway, think about that. And uh, here's another song from the Funny Music Project again. Hmm. Anyway, I sense a pattern here. Over the past few years, I have engaged in several inappropriate conversations conducted over Twitter, Facebook, email, and occasionally on the phone with women I have met online. There's nothing inherently wrong with social media. What I did was a mistake. Right now, the congressman is sending out some pics to some chicks, but there's collateral damage. Right now, constituents are seeing all his sweet little tweets about his stimulus package. Right now, he's going deep on the issues with the fine citizen who just happens to shoot porno. Like we don't know. Just laugh, right wingers, tea baggers, and the liberal elites. They say the Beltway bugger got his ego stroked. If you friend him on Facebook, you might get poked. Maybe next time he'll think before he tweets. This was a very dumb thing to do. You should not have done this, particularly when I was married. Right now the whole world is trick-or-tweeting screen grabs of some abs and a two-messing wiener. Right now he's probably texting that he wants to pat you down like a TSA screener. Right now he says he never seen her and there ain't no misdemeanor cause he didn't Charlie Sheen her. But now he's gonna come He keeps his budget 
Y'all listening to Mike on Mike Dell's World Podcast. Anyway, that was Steve Goody over there at the Funny Music Project. And uh, that was called Before He Tweets. And uh, like I said, that uh, congressional seat that was formerly held by Anthony Weiner is now uh, going to be held by a Republican, which is quite remarkable for Queens and... and, uh, and Brooklyn area there in uh, New York City. So, anyway, congratulations to uh, Taylor. I remember his first name, and uh, I'm not going to look. Anyway, I think with that, I'm going to call this one a podcast and uh, wish everybody well uh, going into the fall season. I don't know when I'll do another one of these, but uh, we'll see. I've got the uh, other podcasts on hiatus uh, right now. Like I said, for uh, remodeling here, I should have the remodeling done and uh, have everything set up the next couple of weeks. And speaking of remodeling, uh, it's been out to the Lake Ann house. We've lost our renters. Well, our renters moved out. We didn't really lose them. They they decided to move out, which is fine, but uh, they sort of trashed the place. Not bad. I mean, you know, just normal wear and tear stuff. And and it was kind of dirty, messy, and could use a little maintenance so did a little painting uh i'm tiling the floor out there or i'm having it tiled i should say and uh, the guy that was doing that started yesterday and should have her done uh, this week sometime and then i can get in there and finish uh putting the bathroom back together got a new new commode and new uh uh baseboards and all that for in there and then uh Put that all back together, uh, have the carpets cleaned, and and hopefully get the thing rented by October 1st. Uh, I'd like to have somebody in there over the winter. That's uh, how I usually like to do it, uh, keep somebody in there during the winter at least, and then we'll see what happens in the spring. Uh, the real estate market's kind of gone up and down. It's gone way down, then it came up a bit, and then it's kind of leveled out. And Things were actually selling this summer, but uh, we never got around to getting it on the market in time but uh anyway so it should all be put back together and ready to rent here soon and that'll be good 
definitely uh, like to get somebody in there and get some uh, cash flowing back from there uh, instead of flowing out to there. And that's been keeping me busy. And also the moped project and uh, also got a, a tractor project that I'm working on. I've got, uh, well, I think I've told you about this too. I don't know. I keep repeating myself, but maybe not. Got a couple of old John Deere, uh, the bigger yard tractors. I, not really, not really the, you know, riding lawnmower, but one notch bigger than that. And one notch smaller than a real tractor. Well, it is a real tractor, but. Anyway, John Deere 110s, look it up, from the 60s and 70s. Anyway, I got two of them. One of them has a bad transmission and rear axle, and the other one has a bad engine. And I'm going to combine the two. So I've got to, I'm going to take the one with the good transmission and axle, put the engine from the other one in it, and all the body parts off of it, and fenders and seat and all that off the, the better one. And, Combine it into one, and then uh, I've got to change the uh, sprocket and chains on the mower, or not on the mower, the blower deck. Mower deck works good, but the uh, snow blower, it's got a uh, front-mounted snow blower attachment, and uh, the uh, sprocket and chains are worn out, so it doesn't really work all that good. So uh, I got the chain, I need to uh, order the sprockets. And once I get that, I'll put that all back together and paint it all up. And then I'll have a, a riding snowblower for the winter. And uh, of course I've got the uh, mower deck, so I'll have the riding mower in the in the summer. So that'll be nice to get that all put back together. And uh, that, that shouldn't take long. I figure that's going to be you know, a cool Saturday in the garage, uh, just pulling one apart and pulling the good parts off of the one and putting it on in the other one and getting it all wired up and good to go. So anyway, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. We'll catch you uh, next time and you can catch me later. Everybody, everybody, that's all, folks.